0: The first word out of John the Baptist's mouth is repent. The first word out of Jesus' mouth when he begins his preaching ministry is repent. John preaches a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins to all the people. And just a few chapters later, Jesus will send out the 12 disciples. And what are they to proclaim? that all people should repent. When the reformer Martin Luther was translating the Greek New Testament into German, he came across this word repentance. And he discovered that it was translated for hundreds of years into Latin as due penance. It was actually mistranslated. And so repentance became something that the church told God's people that they need to do. You need to do penance. You need to buy an indulgence. You need to say 10 Hail Marys. You need to go to mass. You need to inflict punishment on your bodies. All about what we do to something to address our sinful condition. But sadly, as Luther pointed out, and I think we all can admit, that such doings of penance leave us unchanged. The word for repentance is metanoia, which literally means beyond the mind. Just as metaphysics is beyond measurable and observable science, so Metanoia is beyond the mind. God invites us to change, to create new neural connections in our brains, to alter our attitudes, to turn our hearts toward God and one another, to begin a course correction to our paths that's good for the soul, good for the body and certainly good for the mind. I'm sure you've heard the old adage that you can go and sit in a garage for as long as you want, but you'll never become a car. You can put your head underneath the hood of a car and it'll never make you a good mechanic. So the people of Jesus' day and John the Baptist's day knew that that just going to temple to offer sacrifices didn't make them good people. Any more than us coming under the roof of this beautiful sanctuary doesn't make us good Christians. What John the Baptist is doing is actually subversive to the establishment and to organized religion. He was telling people that they didn't need to go to the temple, they could come to the River Jordan and hear a word from him. Jews were supposed to take their costly sacrifices and bring them to a well-dressed priest and off, as offering as a payment for their sins. Instead, people are now going out into the wilderness, to a river. They're going out to a man dressed in ragged clothing, Camel's skin to confess their sins. And he isn't receiving any payment at all. He's forgiving their sins, or rather pointing to God's forgiveness for free. No wonder they were coming. It's why people were going out to the River Jordan. They were leaving their cities and towns to go out into the wilderness to to meet with John the Baptist. And imagine that, imagine being in the time of John the Baptist, leaving your home, leaving your city, leaving your town, going out into the wilderness, to a river, to this prophet dressed the way he was, because you need it, and we need change in our lives. We know we're stuck, and we need to get unstuck by sin. They went to John and told him about the skeletons in their their closets. They went and told John in the hearing of crowds their secret sins. Imagine the boldness and the courage that they had to do so. Because they knew that they had in themselves the inability to get unstuck. They did not have the ability to reform and clean up the mess that their lives had become. They experienced a baptism, an immersion, a flood, a sprinkling, and a pouring upon them of God's forgiveness. Forgiveness is another interesting word that means loose. And so, God in forgiveness does not take hold. He does not hold our sins against us, but at, He loosens us. And it gets even better than that. God even loosens us from the grip of sin itself. God does not want us then to wallow in remorse for sins, which we often think repentance means. Just kind of beating up on ourselves, which don't do. <laughs> repentance is much better than that. God wants us to enjoy a major course correction in our lives and renewal. And so these bold and courageous souls in John the Baptist's day carried their guilt and their shame, not so that they would forever do so, but that they would unload it and let it wash off them down into the river. And so John, with the word in the water, sends their filthy deeds downstream. They did not go down to the river to make a transaction with God or with John. They went down to experience personal change, life transformation. One thing that our director of youth and family will tell you, Jackie Flynn, is how transformative youth retreats are. For them to get away from home for two or three days, or to go on a mission trip for five days, to be taken out of their normal surroundings, to be taken out of their comfort zones, and to go into the wilderness, so to speak. The wilderness of self-reflection, the wilderness of assessing their relationship with God. And we have seen young people go for two or three days, two or three days and come back, different kids. What works for them not only works for the youthful, but for us not so youthful. People of all ages and stations of life went out to see John for this spiritual retreat. Retreat from the world into the word of God and the spirit of God. By the way, do you know how many Lutherans it takes to change a light bulb? Change? Yeah, what is change? (laughs) Of course, we could say this about probably any religious tradition, right? I remember a fiddler on the roof. Tradition, right? Tradition. We don't like change. Human beings don't like change, not just the religious. We get set in our ways. And if we're, not, if we're not careful, we can get stuck in our ways for a very long time. And what a sad thing. If you come to church every week, which I hope you do, if you pray to God daily, which I hope you do, if you support the work of the church, the work of the kingdom with your talents, your treasures, and your time, which I hope you do, if you do all these great things on a daily basis and a weekly basis, but you do not change, it's a waste of time. God wants us to repent. He wants us to experience life change and transformation. So these people went down into the water. These saints went down into the water to drown the old self, the old Adam and Eve. And they rose up out of the water in the hope that God would create a new person, renew their lives, a fresh start. That when they would go back to their families, back to their homes and their communities, their synagogue, their religious community, that they wouldn't go back the same that they were, but they would be kinder people. They'd be more lovely children of God and a more loving child of God. Do you all remember paper maps? The ones that you would fold fold out? I know it's been a long time since (laughs) maybe we pulled them out. Or maybe you remember going to your computer and printing out step-by-step directions to where you wanted to go. This is the era, by the way, before smartphones. (laughs) Maps were very helpful in letting us know the right path, how long to stay on a certain road, when to take the correct turn, but they're not so good sometimes when we get off the right path. And that's where Jesus comes in. Where John's baptism is a baptism of water, but Jesus is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is like GPS, satellite navigation. He sends us the Holy Spirit, who tells us when we get off the wrong path, onto the wrong road, when we take a wrong turn. The Holy Spirit prompts us to make a course correction. It tells us to repent, to turn around, to take a U-turn, and to go back to the the good road, the road that is narrow that leads to eternal life, to turn our hearts, to turn our lives around to the path of peace and the goodness and love and it's good for us, it's good for our neighbor, and it's good for God. John's promise is that when Jesus comes, he will not just baptize with water but with the Holy Spirit. In other words, change will happen, God will ensure it through Christ with Jesus. And it's not just behavior modification. We truly become better versions of ourselves. More true to ourselves, the way God created us to be. Jesus transforms our very core by sending the Holy Spirit into our hearts. The Holy Spirit warms and tenderizes our hearts to love others more as Christ has loved us. The Spirit revolutionizes our thinking so that we would have the mind of Christ. This change is not just from the outside in, but from the inside out, just as only the Holy Spirit can do. Jesus goes to the root of our being to loose us, to loosen us from the grip of sin and our stuckness apart from him. And the Holy Spirit recreates in us the image of himself. So we have the image of Christ. That is who we truly are when we repent. God then sends our old self down river. And our new self rises up with him to go upstream, against the stream, and current of this present age and world. We turn now toward God and we turn toward our neighbor in love who needs us. We have now repented. We have now experienced change. And so we pray. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father